Today's KT and the Trout Show is sponsored by David Smith of Edward Jones. David helps people achieve their goals and make sense of investing and be treated like the individual you are. David stays focused on what's most important. That's you. So call David now at 469-372-1587 for complete details. That's 469-372-1587. David Smith with Edward Jones. Hey everybody, it's the Trout. Hope you're having a great day. You know, during the COVID crisis, millions of people's lives across this planet were affected. But you know, out of chaos sometimes comes good things. And that's what four guys, four musicians out of the famous area of Muscle Shoals, Alabama, decided to do. They got together for the first time to form a band of musicians that want to play some original rock music for everybody out there. They're called Yes Trespassing. Four young lads that got together, started writing songs together, went to the studio and recorded, and started playing around the area and growing their fan base. This is their story about Yes Trespassing, about how out of chaos, sometimes good things come. And now, the story of four guys that took a bad situation and turned it into a great music situation. Yes Trespassing, that's next on The Trout Show. Let me start with something. Uh, I, I read your bio, which is always good, and the fact that you guys started this whole thing. I guess maybe back up a little bit. Did you all know each other? Who knew who? So I went to high school and most of most of school with um, with the other guitar player Emmett, um, okay. and I went to high school with uh, Jonathan, the bass player, as well for most of most of high school. And we had played together. Luckily, Florence, um, where we all went through high school. Uh, Not all of us. Oh yeah, the, the three saying, of yeah. the three of who I'm talking about, like had a great music program, and there was actually a recording studio in the high school. <laughs> That's pretty freaking cool, um, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, like I mean, good gear, yeah, solid gear. And so we we went through this program together, and you know, just you know, spent all of high school jamming together and playing school affiliated shows and stuff like that. And, um, and so I'd always loved playing with the guys and, um, I had been in a band all throughout high school, um, with some right. other people and, um, that ended, uh, about the end of my junior year. So all of my senior year and, um, the first year after, um, high school, I hadn't been in a band and I had been trying to really get my foot in the door playing acoustic shows around town because that's really that around here. It's a lot of playing acoustic shows in the restaurants. Um, yep. Yep. And, um, 
And so I'd been doing that and I hadn't been in a band in a while. I was starting to really miss it. And then I picked up a last minute acoustic set at um, this place in downtown Florence called the Boiler Room. I, I know where it is. Yeah. I just was yeah. there. I was just there. Yeah. So it was like a 45 minute opening set for uh, another guy. And um, I picked it up like two days before the show. Is that the one with the bowling alley in the bottom? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, it was just a short little set, easy money. And so I was playing and uh, about 20 minutes before my set ended, I see this long haired surfer looking dude. I immediately <laughs> knew, I was like, he's probably not for him. Uh, <laughs> He had like a band. He had some band shirt on. I'm pretty He's sure. He's a ferner. He's a ferner. <laughs> I was like, he, he looked like he played music. And he walked in and he was very intentionally listening to the music. And I was like, that's awesome. So I get off stage and, and he's like, hey, man, my name's Dylan. I loved your stuff. You mind if we step outside and, and talk about music for a second? I was like, I'd love to. I had another gig a few hours later um, at Flowbama, which is like right next door. Yeah, I know where that is, too. Yeah, it's right upstairs. Yeah, yeah. I was playing the late show with a band, um, just kind of a sitting in for their guitar player, um, like the 10 to the 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. slot. Um, and so we had a couple hours to kill. So we hung out and, and talked for a while and showed each other music we had recorded and, and stuff like that. And uh, I was like, man, I know a bass player. Like, we've got to go. We've got to jam next week. And well, you know, and things are meant to be, guys, man. Things are meant to be. I mean, okay. you know, part of it is, and, and you know, what's interesting to me when you talk about, it's it's always interesting to me. I interview people all over the world, and it, it, some of the things are the same and some of the things are different. But, you know, here in America, there are places that you play that you can't get a gig. I interviewed a young man about a month ago. He's a phenomenal player. He's recorded up in Nashville. He lives in L.A. But trying to find a places out there is just a really pain in a you-know-what. Yeah, you, you, Trey, you're just talking about, you know, I went down to Flobama and did this and because you know that there's so many places to play there, which is great as a performer. Yeah. I mean, the good news is there's a lot of places to play. The bad news is a lot of other people doing the same thing and they're all probably like going to Nashville. They're all freaking good, probably, or most of them are. So you're kind of competing with that space. But I think that's really great that you can do that and then and then be able to expand on it like Dylan, you show up and go, hey, I, 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 I always say that most people hold back. If you don't take the risk, you're not going anywhere. Definitely. And, yeah. and, and Dylan, the fact that you, maybe you were blitz, but you're still smart enough to figure out, hey, this guy's good. I need somebody like that. We need to do, to do the thing together. And, well, and that's that, those kind of things are kind of maybe a little cosmic as things go on. You never know. Yeah. And <clears throat> so... How long were you together before you started going to the studio or doing recording or wherever you did it at? Um, so we met in October and um, our actual, what I was saying was after, after that night that we told Emmett that basically he was in the band, we had, we had already booked another studio date for okay. the next week in Birmingham. And uh, we were like, Hey, just so you know, we're going to track five songs in like seven days. And he's like, Oh, Okay. So we got together a few times and I mean, he just learned the songs like that. And yeah. that was our, that was our first EP. We released a single in June and the, the, the other four songs in July of last year. So I've been working at Ivy Manor. So I've, I've had the, you know, I've been fortunate enough to see how Ivy Manor runs and, and know it can work. Yeah. Or we yeah. have worked um, time at Ivy Manor in October of this year to record a, a five to six song EP. 
Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, that's gonna be fun. So yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what we're recording next is Ivy Manor. But up until now, all of our release music has been done at Old Elegante in Birmingham. So what are you gonna do with it? I mean, what's your what's the all right? So you go in and do the EP again, mm-hmm. and well, yeah. you finish <laughs> it up. Are you are you going to? Tr- I know I, I saw that you had a few gigs booked around the Shoals area, mm-hmm. but and I think some other places too. But what is it you want to do? I mean, what's your goal? So the right now, um, we've we've got several shows uh, through the end of the year. Uh, we've got a short, you know, four or five day uh, circuit in October. So yeah, we've got, uh, got a lot of shows actually for through the end of the year, mostly out of town. Um, we're playing in Birmingham, Atlanta, Nashville. Um, I mean, we're possibly New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, Florida again. Yeah. Uh, we just have an announcement of these. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if we have our, we have our year virtually planned out. I mean, there's still, still open opportunity you know, but as far as planning goes, our plan is to keep hitting the circuits that we've been hitting the, the mm-hmm. rest of this year and then use next year to expand out to places like New York and Chicago yeah. and places that we have never been. Just, you know, we've, we've hit Birmingham and Atlanta already and Florida so many times. We might as well just keep running it to try to build up momentum and sure. go yeah. somewhere we've been before. Because, I mean, like I said, we're broke. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it should be worth it before we – uh start spending a bunch of money that Definitely. we don't have. Yeah. So yeah, money you don't have, yeah. So who books the bands? So Dylan for most of the bands for most of the bands live has been booking almost all of the shows. Um death specifically most of the out of town shows. Um local stuff, a lot of times they'll reach out to us and ask us to play. Yeah. Um but Dylan did virtually all the legwork for booking for a while um but now we've got a, a booking agent so when you go in the studio who's gonna who does the production on it who's the one that says do you have a producer now so typically it's been less um but we're we're kind of like you know we're experimenting with new things just to try it out see how it goes and we're actually planning on bringing this guy in uh, named dan hannon he's actually uh you know Michael Wright that owns Ivy Manor right. uh, when we came in. So Michael's my boss, and Dan is Michael's business partner, and he's from Atlanta, and he is um, a career producer as well. Just cool. like, just, yeah. So uh, we decided, you know, bring him in and see what happens, and, and just kind of go from there. We've never worked with him before. I know that Trey. I don't know. Have you worked with Dan? Uh, no, I actually worked with him on. No, I've never worked with Dan. I've just had the pleasure of being around him um, here and there, and he's a great guy. Uh, and I know he's, you know, super his, yeah, his, he's got a great rap sheet. Mm-hmm. Well, the great thing about a good producer is they're supposed to improve you, not tell you what to do. Right. right. And as far as, as, as sound goes, while we're on this topic, too, I want to give a shout-out to um, our bass player, Jonathan, because, well, I do write a lot of the lyrics um, and I write, I write, you know, I'd probably say 30 to 35% maybe of the riffs being generous. Um, but Jonathan is a vast and a crucial part of the U.S. Trespassing sound. He writes, Jonathan's a mad genius. Yeah. Yeah. And so, right. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Just wanted to give him props, and, and he does have a lot of production ideas, too. So when we get in the studio, we do have a, a really great idea between uh, between the four of us, but really, you know, between John writing most of the music and, and me writing the vocal melody and lyrics and stuff, like, right. uh, you know, we we usually have a great, you know, a great idea of uh, – it's it's kind of like, you know, when you're doing a puzzle and you, you take the, the top of the box off and you set it on the table and you're like, okay, that's what it's supposed to look like got all the pieces here you right. know? So, that's a good analogy here it is our next session so we've we've always done everything in one day because like i said we're broke yeah uh, <laughs> like we recorded our ep in one day we recorded adam bomb in, in one day we recorded any less and trigger my sleeve in one day but this, this time we're, we're going for three days in the studio for six songs so that way we because we want to really like focus in on what we're doing and just make sure that it's very intentional. It's, you know, because a lot of the times when we go into the mixing stage, there's always like being musicians, there's always stuff that, oh, you know, it would have been cool if we did this on the drums or that. <laughs> you only have one day, and you know, we can re record guitar and all that stuff, but like, it's always like, and, you know, John, John is a drummer as well, which makes it nice, a cool right. dynamic me and him because he's the bass player and we have to be like this. So, him being a drummer as well, it helps us lock in super well because occasionally we will be writing music and John and I will just be bouncing ideas off each other. He's like, oh, what do you think if you did this on the drums? I'm like, I like that. What if I tweaked it to this? And it's like, it's a really good dynamic between yeah. us. Um, but th all this being said, when we're, because of the fact that we're doing three days and we're bringing in, like, you know, we're bringing in an engineer from Nashville, uh, Dan as a producer from Atlanta, cool. and then we're studio time, which is like, like we've never gone in depth with studio time like this before, so it's super expensive. So we actually started a GoFundMe. Yeah. Um, and the GoFundMe. Oh, you did? What? What's it called? It's called Yes Trespassing Sophomore EP. This is gonna be. It's it's without a doubt gonna be the coolest thing we've done so far. Without yeah. a doubt. It was good. It was really right. awesome. Yeah. You too, awesome. guys. You have a good afternoon. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. You man. Too. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that so very much.